Jenny Barkson and you're listening to the Renovation Guide podcast. Uh, today we're talking kitchens. I know I've talked kitchens a lot, but it's one of those things that is so important to how a house works that it's worth talking about from lots of different angles. Uh, today I have my mother back with me to discuss how she approached her kitchen design, which is actually a process that took nearly 30 years, I think. Um, it's in the States, but I think kitchens are fairly translatable as far as things like um, understanding how you use your cabinets and how you design the space to be functional um, as well as aesthetically pleasing. Um, so I hope you enjoy this discussion on how she approached her kitchen and the kitchen designer she worked with. Um, I think working with a kitchen designer is something that is really helpful whether it's someone who's with the supplier that you're using or someone independent or your interior designer uh, or a renovation coach like myself um, or someone who is just there to bounce ideas off and make sure that you're considering all of the different factors that go into where and how you want your kitchen to work. So without further ado, here is myself and my mother talking kitchens. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, this, this is my mother, Carol Hole. She's uh, come to talk about kitchens today because I think she has a interesting journey uh, in her home, and it's been fun watching her go through uh, many iterations well before I was, was as fascinated with interiors as I am now. Um, so yeah, I think if we could just, we'll just dive on in and talk a little bit about the the house itself and uh, and your kitchen and it's it's journey because uh you've been you were the original owner of this house (laughs) yes we bought this house when it was still under construction and um and um when we bought it there were no counters or cabinets no that's right no counters or uh flooring installed and so uh we were Uh, given an an allowance for the carpet so we were able to pick that out and I was hoping they were going to give me choices about uh, the kitchen and laundry and bath floorings however by the time we signed the contract they had already installed not my favorite floor (laughs) (laughs) and not my favorite countertops so so we uh, tried to negotiate with the builder, but that didn't happen. And so, um, so starting out in a brand new house that was just finishing construction with colors and textures that you were um, that I wasn't pleased with had taught me a lot of uh, about uh, being grateful for the new house and all the other things I could do to make it my own, even though I wasn't able to customize the kitchen like I had hoped. So, um, so lived with that for quite a while and then changed out. About 15, 20 years? How long did you? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it? Quite a few years. Yes. Um, Until the countertop actually wore out and the floor actually wore out. Um, We, uh, so uh, you know, I learned to be content <laughs> for quite a while, and so um, finally put a new flooring and new cap- countertops in, but still 
was okay with that, um, but not um, thrilled. Uh, the workmanship was not what we wanted and uh, disappointing quality in the materials as well as the workmanship. So lived with that for another few years and finally um, decided to paint the the counter, uh, not the countertops, but the cabinets and um, and remove one section of the cabinets and open up the kitchen and dinette area much more, the workspace and, and uh, dining area much more. The, um, was, yeah, just to kind of give a, a bit of a description. So this was the floor that she's talking about. The original floor was this faux brick-like looking linol or linoleum floor that was brown. It was just brown. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. and the counter, uh, excuse me, the the, uh, the cabinets were brown. They were just a dark, dark wood yes. effect veneer. Um, so that all had you know, I think it's one of those things you don't really even think about it until it's changed just how dark, uh, darkening an effect that had on the whole space was just the, the, the brown everywhere. So, um, so yes. just the initial change of just having that was, was huge. Um, but yeah, you kept going with the sort of <laughs> layout because I think first you got to think about the, ah, it's so dark. And then it's like, oh, okay, what else could we do with the way that it's set up? So it had it had a, like a bar and a cabinet that kind of blocked off the kitchen from the dining area. Yes. And so we took that out and painted the remaining cabinets white, put in some open shelving and that helped re uh, open it up some. Um, but there came a point where, um, where even that wasn't enough. And so we first of all decided to, to, um, get the kitchen that we really wanted and that I had always wanted. And so um, I felt like I'd been patient <laughs> through, through enough transition. It was time to really do something um, a little more drastic. So uh, we actually looked at several different cabinet models and countertop models and um, ended up with a recommendation from a friend for a, a really good kitchen designer. So once we met with Chelsea, we were sold because her just her uh, immediate approach was just wonderful. So when she walked in the kitchen and she just looked around and I just stood aside and kept my mouth shut, which was hard, but she said, um, she said, do you mind if I open your cabinets? And I was taken aback. I said, well, and then you go, oh, what have I hidden in my cabinets? <laughs> what is she going to see? <laughs> right. But she, um, she opened up every cabinet in the kitchen. And, and really, she said, this gives me a sense of how you use your kitchen. And so you come and stand beside me. And she said, so how would you like to... Uh, with what you use the kitchen for and how you use your workspaces, what would you like different? What would you like to have in a different area or um, how would you like to rearrange your workspace? So um, I began to share my dreams of, 
uh, how I wanted a pull-out trash can built into my cabinet, how I wanted better usage of the space under the sink, um, how I uh, knew that since I was aging, I didn't want to have to get down on my hands and knees to get out uh, pots and pans from underneath the cabinet. And so we just explored all of the different options and she began to show me, um, she actually sketched out a you know, rough design that day and said, and actually took my wish list with her and did quite a few measurements. And so she had every inch accounted for. And then she went home and drew up the sketch and I had it within 24 hours and fell in love with it. So um, there so were- was she, was she um, connected to a particular kitchen supply company or type of kitchen cabinet or was she independent? She's independent. Okay, and really so I was a little worried about her independence because you think, oh, that's gonna be a higher ticket. And you know it's going to cost more with a designer, and but she does. She has several connections with suppliers, which enabled us to get a really, really good um, price on a. It's not a, uh, it's not a big box store cabinet, but they do have um, specific patterns of cabinet designs that she could work with to get me what I wanted. So it was sort of an in-between step, not a custom design, but a, but almost. Yeah, <laughs> so perfect. we were able to do that. And, um, and I, so I got new cabinets and we moved the footprint of the existing bar over um, by 12 inches, which just gave us it, it seems like it doubled the workspace area. So we didn't quite need all of that room in the dining area. So it, taking it away from that uh, dinette area was very effective. We didn't notice the loss and we were able to, um, to really get uh, the, the style of uh, bar that we wanted and as well. So, lots of usable cabinets so instead of having to get on my hands and knees i now have pull out drawers so big wide drawers that i absolutely love for and all of my dishes fit in one drawer and all of my storage um, plastic wear if you will um, plastic and glass go in another drawer and then I have all my silverware and utensils in another and so it's it has worked very very well and I absolutely love the area that I have and and how we've repurposed um, some of the of the cabinets so it's yeah, it really perfect. really nice is there anything you would change now about how it is or how you'd gone about the process or um, I think uh, I was used to for 30 some years I was used to having a little desk in the kitchen with a calendar and say so it took me you know a little bit of adjustment to get used to having moved that into another area which uh, moved into the laundry room which was um, supposed to be a sewing desk but had since lost that appeal so it became my calendar desk but um that that's the only thing i regret not having so close by but it's really only a few feet away um 
would I change it back? No, because <laughs> that's, that is now our beverage. So we raised it up. And so we have a beverage center now. So that's where our coffee maker is and our juicer and, and uh, blender and those, you know, small appliances have a perfect place now. Yeah, and it's, it's, it just kind of goes back to kind of thinking through the priorities of how you use the space. And it's more important yes. on a day-to-day -day basis that you have. It's easy when you're kind of stumbling downstairs <laughs> tired in the morning that you can get the coffee than it is to be able yes. to see the calendar. So, yes. you know, unless you usually have to make some choice. So it's, I'm glad you are happy with the one that you've made, which is it's, it's more important that this has a nice uh, home that, and and that you have all of the other things, all the other benefits that you mentioned with the drawer. Yes. Uh, and storage yes. and stuff. So that was yeah, great. Really, really so with that lightening it up with the uh, vanilla cabinets or off-white, uh, then I be, it really became apparent to me that I was quite unhappy with the uh, with all of the dark crown molding and window trims and chair molding and, um, and uh, um, headers. What do you call your um, the baseboard? We call it a baseboard. What do you call it? Skirting board. A skirting board, right. So yes. I was unhappy with all of that being dark stained like the cabinets had been. Um, so that, I was trying to talk myself into going lighter with that to match the cabinets. And it, it took a leak <laughs> in the kitchen yeah. ceiling to really get me <clears throat> to think about that because um, all of a sudden we had a, a leak in our outdated popcorn ceiling. Yeah, for the for the UK audience, a popcorn ceiling is those um, those lumps, the bumps. It's like the, the ceiling's been sprayed, basically, and so it's a textured ceiling rather than a smooth. Uh, and it's it's if you Google it or look on YouTube, it's a, it's a subject of much hatred because they were in fashion for about twenty years, maybe, and they're awful, and everyone hates them, but they're hard to get rid of. So. <laughs> They are, they are, but they, they were really designed to make it more acoustically uh, satisfying in a home as well as hide some imperfections. And so, you know, the sheetrock could, you know, not be quite so perfect if you just sprayed the popcorn, yeah. so to speak, over it. But anyway, it, it's, it served its purpose, um, but you can't clean it. <laughs> yeah, it's a blend. One of the things I think I didn't even realize is how actually, even though it was a bright white paint, it's kind of darkening because the light can't reflect. So the light gets stuck, so to speak, in the little teeny bumps in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't reflect yeah. back into the house. Um, and it's one of those things you wouldn't think about until... I, mean, I didn't even think about necessarily until we we spent a couple of days taking all that popcorn ceiling down and then you got a professional to finish the job but um and then uh, and then I convinced you to paint the ceiling a not bright white but one that went with the rest of the room yeah and uh, and it, it was amazing it made the whole space look bigger it bounced the light around it was just a really um really fun transformation and it's just it's been neat to kind of see this this house over 30 years evolve from the dark floors dark cabinets 
to, you know, block cabinets, like that divided up the room, um, impractical. I, I'll never forget the drawer that we used to have that nobody, when they built it, they didn't think <laughs> the dishwasher and the drawer and you couldn't open the door until unless the dishwasher door was open. It's like, this is a brand new house. How did you get this wrong? <laughs> yeah, like, fixing all of those quirks and then having the new cabinets and then having the, you know, changing the trim and then changing the ceiling. And it's just, it's a really beautiful space now. And uh, so I'm glad you're happy with it too, because I think it looks amazing. <laughs> Very happy. Thank you. <laughs> so, and thank you for the hard labor in scraping, you know, that popcorn ceiling. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd, I'd, I'd recommend doing that yourself unless you really, you really want to work some upper arm strength and also just, <laughs> I don't know, have some time to kill. It's a, it's a labor. It's not, not, not so much fun. Um, and it's really hard to get all of it. I think that yes. was the thing is, is yes. you still had to pay someone because we didn't have the tools to sand the ceiling. Ceilings have to be smooth and for pain, which is another reason why they did the, the popcorn ceilings. And, it, and if um, if you don't have a sander or a way to kind of get it really patched up and looking perfect, it will stand out. So um, so even if you do, you can save yourself some cash uh, for sure by doing the, the hard graft like we did, but you will need someone to come in and do the last touches to make it look right or you'll, or uh, or it won't quite work. Yes, very true. So we we actually did find a, a very meticulous painter who also had replaced many popcorn ceilings. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, so he's actually already on the books for this fall to um, to do the rest of the downstairs ceilings. And oh, that's going to be so good. I can't wait. Oops. Another thing I uh, I, uh, I hope to get to see soon, sometime soon. <laughs> right. Um, well, I'll make sure it's totally done before you get here. Yeah, thank you. I'm not I'm not signing up for another work trip. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> one and done for me. Absolutely, me too. <laughs> oh, uh, any other sort of things that you, looking back, you wish you'd done in a different order or in a different way, or that you would go back and change now if you could? Um. Actually, we, uh, it, it's like a lot of projects, it sort of evolves into, you know, something a little bigger. So just doing the kitchen cabinets, then we wanted to, um, to put hard, we put hardwood floors down at the same time when we were changing the, the footprint. And so that had to match the existing hardwood floors that we had in the dining room and in the front foyer. So it evolved into replacing some of those boards and bridging and matching the stain and, um, and the finish. So we refinished the existing ones while we put in the new. And, um, and that was, a, that was, you know, perfect timing, but going back to the ceilings, I wish we had done them all at one time because now I'm so anxious. I can't wait, <laughs> but it, doing the rest of the downstairs is going to be, you know, quite extensive of, you know, a project for the ceilings and, and for painting all of the wood because we do have quite a bit of dark wood in the living room. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a big project. So on the one hand, it's good. I think that you own, that you did at least a sample size because then that really convinced you how good it could look, uh, which, yeah. you know, makes you want to kind of go push through and do the rest. Um, 
but yeah, I completely get how you walk in, you're like, oh, it's so nice. And then you look through to the rooms where it hasn't been done. You're like, oh, why? <laughs> oh, I know. Why, why do I have that uh, like it is? But I, I will tell you one more exact, uh, one more wonderful uh, benefit of the, of the renovation was that it really caused me to uh, examine everything that was coming out of the cabinets when I had to pack up everything and everything that had gotten, had been stuffed in a little nook and cranny and, and the things that you accumulate that you don't need, that you don't want, that you don't use. So I did quite, um, quite a purge of, uh, many, many things in the cabinets and drawers that did not get even, even get packed up. And then when I brought them out, I purged again (laughs) because if I didn't have room for it, it, I said goodbye to it. You don't have a lot of memory and association with kitchen utensils and pots and pans. I so remember Thanksgiving in 1993. <laughs> this spoon, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't tend to go that way. So, that's, really, that's good advice. We did our kitchen. It was the same thing. Was, there was a lot of, okay, how do we actually use this? Um, and why do we actually use this? And do, mm-hmm. and do we, is there a better or more efficient way to, uh, to, for maximize storage or, um, uh, yeah, just making sure that you're intentional about what you have and not just filling up a cabinet because you have it. So it's always exactly. good advice. <laughs> exactly. And, and it, it makes you intentionally simplify things. And I mm. think that, um, you know, how many, how many of these spoons do I need? You know, it, it was, so uh, it was, it was really good. Who, who else can use this mm. that I'm not, since I'm not using it. So yeah. uh, we have a charity that we took quite a few things to. Yes. <laughs> it's good. It's a good, good uh, way to accomplish two things at once. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you for your time. It's been fun to kind of, I think I learned some stuff about your kitchen journey that I don't even know if I knew exactly or, or hadn't really thought about it in that sense. You know, um, from, for me, it was our childhood kitchen, my childhood kitchen, uh, and then growing up and kind of seeing it evolve as you go home. And so I'm, I think it's really been a, a good, good results that you've uh, yes. achieved through all of the all Very of the happy with it now. <laughs> yes. Great. Well, thanks for your time. Lovely to speak with you. And, uh, okay, have thank a good you. Rest of your day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed that as much as I enjoy talking to my mother about uh, interiors. Um, I think most of my love of moving things around, making them better, continuing to always look at how you can move a sofa or change a bit of artwork or change the color, definitely is rooted in uh, how often things were changed around in the house. And with the kitchen, um, seeing it evolve from when I was a child through to most recently being able to actually kind of provide a consulting role and then actually get in there and do some of the work it was really rewarding as a, a journey and I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to how that all came about with this, the kitchen I think one of the, there was a there's a few interesting things 
um, just sort of understanding the the time it sometimes takes to understand what you really want. Um, maybe it won't be as extreme as it was <laughs> for for my mom and how long she had to live with the floor and a counter color that she hated. Um, but sometimes it is really helpful to spend a bit of time um, before just rushing in and assuming that you'll want something because you saw it in a magazine or because you just always assume that's what you wanted. So I think it's really helpful. Often the quick fix is not actually that good and then you end up having to do it again. Um, which is kind of what happened in, in, in a way with the with the first floor solution and, and just covering up the problem, which was which worked, but it wasn't it wasn't the end result that now is is so amazing. Uh, the other thing that I think is interesting is the comment that she that um, that she makes about the bar. So it's sort of like a peninsula that wrapped around, and just making that a few inches uh, more to to one side is simple things like that, which really help. I think sometimes to have a professional, to have someone with fresh eyes, to think, well, why is it laid out this way? Why is this divide where it is? can we steal some space from this area in the room to make the primary area, the kitchen, more uh, well laid out? And that has, you know, it's, it's often little things like that can make a huge difference. Um, and that translates into larger scale projects as well with working with architects and uh, looking at things like, uh, you know, how you can just move a doorway maybe a little while. And it, it might seem like a lot of effort, but if you're already going through a building project, sometimes those small moves and adjustments can make a big difference in letting in light and kind of allowing the flow of the room to work better. So it's definitely something to keep in mind that just assuming something is the way it is and thus it has to stay that way um, can often limit the potential of the space. I think that's all on this subject for today. I hope you enjoyed listening.